Hello and welcome back to another episode of Raw and Real with Stephanie Fernandez. I'm Stephanie, your podcast host, founder of Your Freedom Program, and I work with women who want to take back their life, returning to themselves on their healing journey. In this podcast, we give the stage to women who overcame trauma, adversity, or difficult phases in their life. Be ready to get raw emotions from real people. The stories we share here are to inspire women just like you that anything is possible. In today's episode, we will be talking about hearing loss. And my guest today is Kalina Powell. Kalina became deaf at the age of four. And now she loves to help people with their personal growth and she advocates for the deaf community. Hi, Kalina, and thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm super excited to be here. I'm so glad you're here and shed light on this very important topic. Um, you recently graduated with a psychology degree and you're starting your own online coaching business, which is like super amazing <laughs> while you're also working on your book. I mean, I'm so looking forward to hear your story and how you motivate yourself. These are all amazing accomplishments you have already. So please tell us your story today. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's been a crazy journey. Um, you know, coming out of, from university, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was like, hmm, should I, you know, and I never really had that mindset to work with somebody else. I always wanted to have my own business. And I said, well, why not uh, become a coach? Because I know become a psychologist is more schooling and I didn't want to go through school because I was so tired of school like I've been to school for like eight years and it, I was like no I need to stop and um so sorry about that so yeah so my story um it all started when I became deaf at the age of four but those who asked how did I became deaf I became deaf due to an infection however my daycare did not follow instruction from my doctor so I was prescribed with the ear drop and that same day my mom gave it to them said um, this is what you need to do, and they didn't follow instruction. That same day, I went home, I became deaf. I was in front of the TV, and I didn't realize it was loud until my mom tapped me on my shoulder, and she said, Kalina, I've been calling you, and I said, I just jumped, because I didn't think, right? I didn't know what was happening, and I'm like, I looked at my mom, like, literally dead in the face, and said, huh? And my mom said, and she thought I was joking around, because I was four years old, right? And she was just like, Okay, no, something's wrong, something's not right. And I told my mom, I can't hear. And she, I don't know what she did. She was freaking out. She called my grandmother. Luckily, um, my grandmother was a nurse at the time. She rushed home from the hospital to do some assessment with me and trying to figure out what was going on. So my grandma looked at my mom and said, you know, clean up and stuff. Like, she can't hear me. And we ended up going to my family doctor the next day to find out what's going on. And my family doctor booked the news to my family and said, it's too late. Kalina is deaf. Yeah. And ever since I was growing up, um, you know, going to school, I was bullied a lot of time. I didn't know how to advocate for myself. I didn't have anyone that looked like me in the classroom because it was just, it was just crazy. And um, fast forward now, going into university, I actually met a professor who was actually deaf too. And it was amazing how I was able to connect with him. And he gave me a lot more confidence 
of like getting my stuff out there and you never know who's watching you. You never know who needs your voice. And it's really inspiring to talk to him. And that's why we came to do this. Um, however, there was actually a really unique story. I was actually working at a big park in Canada. I called Canada's Wonderland. And a little boy approached me. My hair was in a ponytail. So you could hear my, you could see my hair in it. And he approached me. He's like, oh my God, I wear hair in it too. And we were talking. It was so cute. And his mom came to me and full of joy. And she's like, you're the first deaf person that my, my son's seen in the hearing community. And I said, oh, really? And she said, judge, yeah, very rare to see someone that is deaf and trashing with the hearing community. Like, I always encourage my son that nothing's wrong with him. He can do it. And um, now that the son saw me, he had more confidence. And that's when I started to take the journey. I said, you know, uh, this is the second person telling me I can do that. So I said, why not take to road trip of being an entrepreneur, educating people, become a coach, and be an international speaker across the globe to tell people that they can do what they can do, doesn't matter what they have. So that is my story. That's beautiful. And I love how you grow from that instead of hiding yourself in a hermit crab shell where you know you cannot really do anything. But now you are not only super confident at least that's what i get from your story but you help others too and tell me what was the hardest growing up for you that you remember i would say the hardest of growing up was my mental health i would say um because my life which at four years old i don't even know what to expect and the hardest thing i would say is learning to accept my disability and it's definitely that anyhow. I think that's definitely something that I'm still working on to this day to accept that it's okay to ask for help. That mm -hmm. was something I struggled a lot when I was growing up. Why would you say is that? I would say, I don't know. I think it's because I have so much to, I think, I don't know, it's just not just me, but a lot of disability communities said the same thing to what I'm saying to you. I don't know how to explain it, but you just don't want to put too much on someone else's plate mm -hmm. to help you. And you're like, it's just too much for somebody else to kind of accommodate you. And you just and you just don't feel comfortable a lot of time, right? Some people don't feel comfortable talking. I used to put my hair down all the time, never show my hearing aid. So that was that's the reason why, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I love how you, how you see this very uh, differentiated, like you would like to protect others from the burden of your own disability. But at the same time, also, only when we ask for help, can we shine our light and be truly who we are because we open ourselves up and Tell me a bit more about that process of when you realized, when you came from the difficulty to the opportunity. Um, it made me realize when, when I actually went to school, university, mm -hmm. and I had a disability counselor. I was struggling. First year university, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and I'm like freaking out, like, what is happening? And that four years of university 
that's when my life changed. That's when I actually realized that the real world is not a joke. So I was like, whoa. And it's not, I was not prepared in high school. No one was prepared in high school. So, and that's when I realized, and, you know, and also too, because I did a lot of volunteer, and I was able to wake, it was able to wake me up and say, you know, like, seeing all these different things that happen in the world, and for me to kind of get my stuff out there, and, like, actually think about it to myself, and be like, you know what, how can I make a difference? Especially after that little boy came to me, and right there, that's when I was like, wow, like, this is how the world is going to be. And so I just literally flip it around and turn it to opportunity. I think of different ways how I can get myself out there. I've uh, been an international speaker or doing podcasts. I never really thought I would be doing that, to be honest, because I had no confidence in myself. I never thought I would come this far with a lot of people, um, especially connection. That's just crazy. But, you know, sometimes you just people, I just want people to know that it's very important to find out what you're good at and try not to focus so much on what you're not good at. I know, but it's so difficult when you compare ourselves to others. We mostly see what we cannot do as well as that person, or we cannot do that exactly the way they do it. And it's like it resonates with me so much. Um, when I, I just quit my job recently, my nine to five job to be a full time uh, therapist and coach. And I realized in it, it's a process, like what you also say, you know, you realize all of a sudden, like, this is no joke. Like, um, <laughs> you re I really need to, to, to get cracking. And I thought, what is it that I'm good at? And what I'm good at has been always a weakness. So I thought, um, and when I realized it's not a weakness, it's like, my biggest strength, like to connect with people, to help people, it's not that I, it's how you redefine success and happiness for yourself. And that looks different to everyone. Once you realize what you can do instead of maybe what you can't, I mean, we all have maybe not official disabilities like what you have, but we all have limitations because we're also different. Um, I, someone might not be good at math. The other one is very good at sports. And it's like how we grow up conditions us a lot, isn't it? Like focusing on what we can't do. I mean, how was that for you when you were like younger in a school environment? And please tell me a little bit about how you experienced that with your peers. It was very difficult. Like I had, because I was split into two schools. So I went to a deaf school in the morning and the afternoon I would go to the hand school. And so going to the deaf school was very relaxing, more accommodating. I was able to learn about myself a lot more and how can I advocate for myself in the classroom because that's really important. I remember my teacher always said, when you go to the school, you need to say this and this. And I'm like, and I'm thinking about why? Like, they should know that. They're a teacher. But then when I went to the hand school and I realized, what? You you teachers don't know how to accommodate someone with a disability and it was unfortunate. And I was like, oh my God, what? And um, I did not like the hair school at all. And I, why, I like actually asked my mom if I can go to that school full time. And my mom said, no, I need you to be independent on your own when you get older because it's very important for you to learn how to interact with the hair community just because 
you know, the deaf community is very small. And unfortunately, going into grade two or three-ish, um, my mom said, you are not going to the deaf school anymore. You're going to go straight to the hearing school because the trans, the to tribute to the deaf school was like like 30 minutes from my house, which was way too far. And my mom was a young mom. She was in college, so it was too much for her and my family too. And the hearing school was like five minutes walk. So my mom said, why not just put cleaning there? And you know, so I went to the hearing school. The environment was horrible. I had to not got there. I was bullied quick. I was like, I just got here and you're bullying me because I am deaf. And uh, because I had a speech um, problem as well when I was growing up. And so my speech was not very so good when I was younger, but I was still working on it because I had a speech therapist. And it was very unfortunate. People would make fun of me the way I talk and, you know, it was just crazy. And like the point where a boy pushed me down the hill and I got bruises everywhere. It was just crazy. Um, but luckily I did meet two of my best friends to this day. Uh, they defended me, always bullied the bully back. Um, they always tell me to do it back. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't want to get in trouble. They're like, who cares? They bully you. That's not fair. And it was just don't find me. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to bully them back. Okay. <laughs> and then it was funny. But but then it actually worked. And then I was like, oh, my God. It actually worked. They stopped bullying me. But unfortunately, they did not stop. So had going to grade five, they kind of stopped, but they did a little bit, not so much, but it got better over time, I would say. So that popped to my best friend who really helped me build my confidence even more and said, you know, Kleena, you can do it. Who cares? Blah, 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 blah. And I said, okay. Like, it was just, I would say it was a very interesting journey in school environment because a lot of people didn't think I could speak up for myself, especially going into middle school and high school. That's when I was a lot more confident. Okay, don't talk to me like that. That's because I'm that. So, yeah. Yeah. I have um, two boys. Um, they are five and three. And I'm raising them with, with the understanding that we are all different. And, you know, your disability is not very visible unless you can see your hearing aids. Um, but... There are a lot of disabilities that you can see. And the other day we were in a supermarket and in front of us was um, a young boy and he was in a, a wheelchair and he was maybe my son's age and my son could really relate to him. And he was just staring at him. He was just standing there looking at him. He wouldn't just, he wouldn't say anything, but he could not look away. And the first thing that, like my first prompt was to say, don't stare, don't look like this. I didn't say it, but that was like the first thing I thought, I feel so uncomfortable because that he stares like this, it's not polite. But when we actually say to kids, don't stare, we tell them to look away and ignore, which is very difficult for minorities to live in an environment where you feel completely secluded and ignored. Everyone's looking away. People are not looking at you. And often this is not intentionally bad, but it feels not, it feels bad. Like what that boy did running to you, talking to you about your, you know, your disability was nice because it connected you with him. So I wish that many 
parents, many more parents would encourage their children to connect and ask questions. And, and what would you advise or recommend for the hearing community when they encounter someone with a disability, with a hearing loss or whatever else? What do you recommend? them? Because many people don't know even what to say or what to do. That, um, um, oh, that's a really good question. I always get the question all the time. I always tell people, for example, if you don't know what they have and you realize something's a little off, you know, just ask. It's really, hey, may I help you with something? And, you know, and that's a perfect way to approach some people. And um, secondly, I always encourage a lot of the hand community, well, non-disabled community, um, to volunteer. You know, take the time, even on weekend, go volunteer at a disability community to help you be more educated, get more knowledge, how you can help better, how you can be a better ally. That would definitely help be helpful. And um, try to be not to be mindful of sharing because I, I get that a lot. Like a lot of people always stare my ears and I'm like, you can ask a question, you know? So I said, don't be afraid. You know, it's really, it's really important how you word your sentence. That will be the number one thing I would highly recommend people to be aware of. It's really how you word your sentence. Like, may I help you? That's a perfect way of approaching someone. You know, let's say someone is trying to get in the door and they're on the wheelchair. Do not grab the wheelchair. Just go to their face and be like, hey, may I help you? If they say yes, no, and that's it. So that's definitely a good way to help. Mm yeah and it's really to to do something and not just looking away or making up your own judgment without actually engaging with that person isn't it yeah yeah if you had the chance to uh, talk to the younger kalina with everything you know today with a wiser self that you are today what would you tell that little girl I always tell myself that it's okay not to be okay. Some days will be bad, bad days and some days will be good days. If I take a deep breath, everything will be okay. Mm, I love that. Is that we, we can all need that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because happiness and sadness can exist at the same time. That's okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So what's next for you? What are you going to do? Well, I have a lot on my plate, as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my goal, okay, what is next? So my book is going to be coming out in a month. Uh, it's called Amazing. Every Day, I Am Just Up. So it's about me being deaf in the hand community. And it's going to be mixed with poetry and biography, which is kind of unique and really cool. And it's, I love poetry. And um, I'm going to continue um, being an international speaker for big events, disability events, schools. I do have two speaking events for schools, which I'm super excited about. And I do have, oh, crossing my finger, I did have some collaboration for a medical school, a big, big, big medical school. And so my goal is to try to get it out there. And um, yeah, so that is next for me. But I'm still in a, in a way progress of trying to see what else is next because there's too much going on right now and I'm trying to get everything going on. But it's so hard to think about the next step because you have so much on your plate at this moment. I know, but it sounds super exciting. And if anyone out there can resonate 
you know, with your story or with things you do, how can they connect with you? Everybody can find me on my Instagram because I'm super active on Instagram, which is Ma. I know some people do not have social media. Um, so you guys can find me on my website. I actually finally got my website done. Um, it, it's cleanerempowerment.com. Perfect. I will put uh, the links in the description of this podcast so people can easily find you and reach out. Thank you so much for sharing your story. But most of all, I love your energy and your positivity. <laughs> so nice to have you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and guys, if you would like to connect with Kalina, please go over to her Instagram and check out her website. Um, I will also put an update, the link for your book, Kalina, once it's out. So you guys can go and purchase it. I love poetry as well. So I will definitely have a look at that. Thank you so much for being a guest today, Kalina. I tried anytime. Guys, if you like this podcast, please give me a like and a review and share it with anyone you think can benefit from listening to Kalina's story. We all come across um, someone that is disabled in one way or the other, cannot hear, cannot see well, cannot walk. Sometimes it's not... Um, for a long period of time but we are all impaired one way or the other you know across our lifespan so I love to to know that you guys share this to help um, the community to help others to know what they can do Kalina had a really good message for what you can do when you encounter someone that might need help and how you do that follow me for more inspiring stories to come on Raw and Real with Stephanie Fernandez bye now